Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Amy Williams show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and I am super honored to introduce our featured guest today, Michelle Vroom. And Michelle is a multi six-figure business coach and host of the Market Like a Boss podcast. And she helps small business owners grow to six figures with more freedom and peace. Michelle, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you, Amy. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So we were talking before we pushed the record button, but I have been following you. I don't even know how long it's been, at least two years, maybe longer than that. And I've been in your Facebook group forever. I love that. You're an OG in the Facebook group then. It's been around about three years. So (laughs) I... I don't know. You know how Facebook works where you're like, oh, I let me check this one out. Let me check this one out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You've seen it all. (laughs) Not all. You haven't shared all of it, but yes. (laughs) I haven't shared all of it. So today we're going to talk about growing an audience that converts. And I'm super excited for this conversation before we get into the good, like nitty gritty stuff. um, Why don't you like introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. So I have been in business for about five years. I support other talented women business owners in getting to six figures in their business. And the primary way that I support them is by helping them monetize their community by helping them create a place where they can get consistent clients. I think that's where true freedom and security lies when you can bring in clients anytime, anywhere. And that's like my mission to give women that freedom. And that's That's why I do what I do. And, you know, didn't start out that way, but it's kind of evolved. Um, I started my business when my, I have three sons at home. I started my business when my oldest was six months old because apparently that's the time to start a business, right? So I must love chaos, but I did it. Um, it was kind of like the impetus of, you know, having a child and realizing you wanted something more. And, and I took that leap of faith and now have added two more children and a move. Like there's been all sorts of things that have happened, but my business has been very good to my family. It's provided for a lot of things and it's given me freedom that I didn't think was possible. And that's why I want to help other women seek out that freedom and achieve it. I love it. That's a little bit about me. Yeah. And I love your new house too. And how long have you been in the new house? Two years. We just had our two year, our second anniversary, like maybe last week at the time of recording this. So I can't even believe it either. And it's weird because last summer was the one year, but like COVID and everything that happened, it just feels like a time is weird right now. Yeah. So, so it's been yeah. two years and I love it. I love our house. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was a big, that was a big thing for me was moving to our, our house. Um, cause the house that we live in now is just a huge, like up level in our, in our lives. And I remember like being scared to share that with my community mm-hmm. for, for a while actually, because I felt like people would think I was bragging or they'd think that, 
you know, she's like hoity toity, whatever, you know, narrative I had in my head. So I was afraid to talk about success. And I think that's very relevant to this conversation because so many women are right. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to talk about the times that were really successful and the things that have happened. And I've gotten more comfortable doing it, like as time has gone on, but it's never easy. It's never natural. And uh, that was one of them. That was a big one. That's, I think that's so true of what you're saying, because I think a lot of people will say, oh, you're, you know, the fear of failure. And it's like, no, it's not even that for me at this point. It's the, not necessarily the fear of success, but just like, where's that balance to make sure I stay grounded or, yep. you know, yep. that's always been it for me. That's always yep. been it for me. It's never been really about the failure. I mean, I think failures are intertwined with fear of success, but it's been like, okay, if I get this, what happens next or the dark side of success, I call it the dark side of success where you have like a really big milestone happen, a big move, a big month. And then afterwards you're like, I don't deserve this. How do I, ma- how do I make sure that I keep like sustaining this? Right. You start to doubt that you can have that again. I think mm-hmm. some people even think that stuff's a fluke. So I talk about that a lot too. Cause I feel like mm. that's part of what keeps women from, you know, having that freedom oh, yeah. in their business is because they think that the good stuff that happens is a fluke. And if we could just let it be easy, you know, oh. let like accept the good, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that life would and business be, be so different? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, I th- see for me, it depends because there's some things that are just easy. There's some things that are just natural, like having a conversation, recording a podcast, all things podcast to me, they're easy. They weren't when I started, but they are now. But if you want to talk to me about web design or funnel building or email, like that's just, that's not easy for me, you know? And that's, so I guess it depends on what stage you're at. I would love yeah. for it to all be easy, but if it was yeah. all easy, would it be worth yeah. it? Yeah, you know? right. It, it would not. I would agree with you on that. Let's get into growing an audience that converts. Now I'm going to be super upfront and honest. I have my, my podcast page. I have TikTok. I have Instagram, the Amy Williams show and Facebook, obviously. Now my power partner was like, you need to start a brand new Instagram. I was like, yeah. No, I don't want to. She's like, no, because I'm getting everything all mixed up. I have, so I have a, my, all my podcast stuff. It is not how to start a podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I want to put like my podcast coaching tips and stuff like that. She's like, that just needs to be a separate page. So I literally last week launched my new IG page. And I, I tell you what, like there's something so scary about it. So I would love any advice even if it's just for me, uh, <laughs> even though I know it's not going to be, I just think that there's so many women that think like, oh, I can't start over. Like they already have, like now we just have to rebrand or do this, but sometimes it's just better to start fresh. So go ahead and throw some, some thoughts my way. Yeah. So I think starting fresh, I mean, it's, it's all in how you view it, right? Like you can view it as starting over, starting fresh, or you can view it as an extension of what you're already doing. And so I think, um, we bring a lot of stories into building and growing an audience. And when I say audience, that could be Instagram for me, I'm going to reference my Facebook group. Cause that's my primary audience, but it could be an email list, right? Like an audience for, for our conversation today and all intents and purposes is a group of people who have chosen to follow you, right? Like they've made a choice. They've chosen to follow you. They're in your world. And I find that because we bring these different like stories and narratives into our mind about like starting over or starting fresh or 
you know, fears around how we're going to be perceived. Like those are the challenges to, to growing a community that converts. Those are the challenges to making money from your community. And I think a lot of people will look for the external, right? This is sort of just a general thought Mm -hmm. and then you can direct me deeper, but a lot of people will look for the external, like I got to fix my offer. I got to fix my messaging. Like something else is wrong. And we so often like forget to look at ourselves. Right. So I think that first and foremost is really important. Um, I think having a strategy for your community is also really important. Even if you're starting fresh, right. Even if you've grown something before, like having a strategy and a, and when I say strategy, what I really mean is like a vision and a purpose. I did not have that for my group. When I started my group, it was literally three years ago. It was April, 2018. And I started my group because I needed a place to house videos for a challenge I was running. I planned to close down that group after, like that was my, Mm. that was why I did it. I had planned to close it down after. And then I I realized, wait a second, I love doing this. I love talking to people. I love doing videos. I love building relationships. It's my natural talent. Mm -hmm. Why don't I leave the group open? And that's literally how my group was born. So I didn't have like that vision, that purpose until later. And I think when you have that, it allows you to stay consistent, consistent in your messaging, consistent in how you're showing up, consistent in building relationships. And I think a lot of people skip that. They sort of Mm. just like throw things up there and then they're kind of all over the place. And that's when your, your clients, your potential clients, they can't quite grasp like what you're about. And so I think first and foremost, and even if you've already started a community, you've never done this. Like I hadn't done it at the beginning. Um, there's always a time where you can kind of like take a gut check and look at what is the vision? What is the purpose? Like, what do I want to gain from this? Um, I liken it to a party, a house party. Like, what do I want to do at my party? Like, what do I want my party to be like? What, how do I want people to feel right? Like those are really good questions that, um, I think can just help enrich your community, but also give you a path for keeping people coming back because that's what it's about really. It's actually not really about engagement. It's, it's engagement's a small part of it, but I think we're like numbers, engagement, likes, comments, everybody. It's about our people coming back. Like you could have a massive, I could have a massive Facebook group of a hundred thousand people, but if they're only coming in once and they're leaving and not coming back, how is that going to mm. help me monetize it? So I also think yeah. that there's some expectations that need to be reset and I guess I'll put on my sassy pants for that one. <laughs> Ooh, I'm writing that down. We're going to come back to that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're going to circle back. Yep. Circle back. Um, yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I think one of the things you said, you said story strategy, having a house party or like an audit, just making sure like you're, you're doing yeah. things. Um, what in your experience, what is the hardest part? about building that audience. Cause I think it's, it's easy to build just let's be honest. It's easy to build an audience, but the goal is one that converts one that like, okay, I need, I want, I want to make some money. I want to help others. I want to do these things, but really I'm doing all this work. I'm putting out all this content, doing all this stuff because this is a business, you know, does that, well, we should be monetizing it. No, no, <laughs> okay. we should be monetizing it. If you were, listen, if you were running a Facebook group or you've got an Instagram and you run a business, you should be making money off of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, because I think a lot of people feel guilty for doing that. They feel like, well, I'm providing all this value. 
what else is value? Value is telling people how they can work with you. In fact, one could say that's the most valuable thing you can do because mm-hmm. free content only gets us so far. Amy, True. your podcast is amazing, yes. but you know what? There's going to come a point where someone needs to work with you, right? Same thing with me. Like there's going to come a point where you've gotten all you can get. Mm. And the best gift you can give someone is the gift of working with you and going further. Mm. Why are, why are we scared to, to offer that? Well, I think there's a few reasons. <laughs> Number one, I think the fear of success you talked about is big. Right. I know that was right. big for me, like to speak personally here, there was a time where I would be on sales calls and I'd breathe a sigh of relief if the person didn't sign on, because there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to let them down if they work with me. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. more pressure. I was putting more pressure and expectations on myself. So it was actually easier for me to not sign the client. And when I finally realized what was going on there and how I was basically sabotaging myself, I was like horrified, <laughs> even though it's very common. And it's something that I coach my clients through. Like, I was like, what is going on here? You know, I, I took this leap of faith. My family's counting on me and I'm over here sabotaging. Like what? That doesn't make sense. And I was able to really dig into like why I was doing it and work through it. It still comes back up though, you know? Mm. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's a big piece of it is we're just maybe not fully all in on viewing ourselves as experts and as authority figures who can help people get results. And I think that's why a lot of people have communities where they are viewed as like the best friend. Oh, I love your content. You're so great, but nobody buys from them is because Mm -hmm. they're not leading with authority. Mm. Whether you like it or not, you're a leader if you have a community. You might not feel like one, but you are. And that's where a lot of this stems from. Yes. I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) Is this helpful for you, Amy? (laughs) Whether you like it or not. (laughs) Whether you like it or not, yeah. (laughs) All right, so strategy, vision and purpose. We have to do the, the vision statement, the purpose, the the mission, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing? What are, what would you say is the, for you, at least the easiest part of building that audience versus maybe the hardest part? I mean, just talking to people, you know, building those relationships, we overcomplicate this so much in the online space. I, again, because we're bringing our own, you know, internal fears and drama to the table, but talking to people, like learning more about people. I've gotten to connect with so many amazing people. I've actually got gotten the opportunity to meet people from my group in person, which has been really cool. Um, that's why I do what I do. You know, if I didn't have to make money, I'd still do what I do. I love it that much because it just, the money's a bonus. The money's a bonus, of course, but (laughs) there has to be a greater why than the money to like, keep you going on the, in the, in the tough moments that I, that Mm -hmm. I shared before. So for me, it's just, been always about building relationships, making connections and giving women hope, courage, and confidence so that they can truly reach their full potential, not just in their business, but in their life too. You know, that's ultimately why I do what I do. That's why I want to help women get to six figures. Like not just because I want them to sit around in a bathtub of money, but because I want them to, you know, I mean, if they want to no judgment here, but I want them to take, you know, I want them to, yeah, use it to like, (laughs) you know, reach that potential, whatever that looks like for them. And I just think that, I mean, there are just so many talented women I've come across and it like breaks my heart when I come across somebody who doesn't believe in themselves, who doesn't Mm -hmm. believe in what's possible. Cause I'm like, Oh, people need you, you know? And I think that's why I'm so passionate about building communities because you're literally creating a place where people, people who need you and want you are right in front of you. Mm -hmm. We have unprecedented access to clients in today's day and age. And yeah, there are a lot of challenges that come with that. 
but let's focus on the positive, right? Let's focus on the opportunity that comes with that. I, I agree with you. I think there's something so crazy about the access that we have right now and the, the capability of reaching so many more people, whether that is via podcast or social media, whatever your, your vice is, uh, just to think that like, you know, I think about my podcast and I can go, oh, wow, it's been listened to over in Africa. It's been listened to in Europe. It's been like to think about like where it, I'm like, wow, you know, that's crazy. And the same thing with social media, like you, your, your message and your, what you offer has like this unlimited reach, mm-hmm. yep. you know, 20, yep. 30 years ago, you were just stuck in your little corner of the world. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I come from the PR world and I remember people telling me stories about like, well, we had to fax over a pitch and to a newspaper and hope that it got covered. And like, that was how you connected with people. You know, I can't, I can't even fathom. I I mean, I, I, yes, I had a fax machine, so I get that, but I can't even fathom (laughs) trying to do what I'm doing now. Right. Right. The way they used to do it. Like it's mind blowing. I mean, one post, one podcast episode can reach hundreds of people like that. Mm -hmm. We are actually very fortunate. I think sometimes we forget about that because of the challenges of feeling like, why, how do I stand out? You know, everybody complains about the algorithm, like all of that stuff. And you know, I get it. I I felt that too, but I think it's important to look at the opportunity that we do have and be, have gratitude for that. Like, I think that's a much better place to market from. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Which, which way are you going to look at it? You're going to look at it like, oh, well, so-and-so, you know, that comparison, Mm -hmm. so-and-so got, did this same reel and got, you know, 60,000 likes on it and I got two. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. But Hey, I'm still capable of doing this and I can try again. Yep. All right. So what kind of house party do you have going on in your community? Well, um, I am all about, yeah, I am all about like coming in, letting your hair down, honesty, transparency, openness, good communication, quality communication. And that's what we foster in our community. And it's not an overnight process. It wasn't an overnight process, but it's something that I feel really proud of because, you know, even you telling me like I've been in your community, right? Like that I've lost track of the number of people who have told me like I've been in your community for a while. And some of those people I don't even know are in there because they're not necessarily making themselves known. They're watching behind the scenes, but right. Guilty. (laughs) Should I call you out? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I was active in the beginning, but I think, you know, over time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But like, you're still seeing things. You're still watching things like that is, I think we forget about those people. Right. And so just to even be able to have that impact is really important. And so I'm really proud of what we've created because people come back. Like it's not just a one-stop, like, you know, rest stop on the way to their destination. Like our group is a destination for many women. And, uh, I love that. That's what I want. Ultimately. Um, I also think we have a very, um, hands-on welcoming group. So it's like, again, like the house party analogy, you know, if someone comes to my house, I'm not just going to leave the door open and hope that they find their way in and figure out where the snacks are, the the drinks, the bathroom, right? Like I want to give them a good time and also make them feel cared for. And people want personalization. I think they crave it more than they ever have. And while there are some things you can automate, you cannot fully automate building relationships. You just can't. No, no. And I refuse to do that. I have a team now that I'm invested in teaching them how to do the same thing in our group so that they can manage it. So maybe I'm not directly involved in the day-to-day, but we are not losing 
that, um, relationship building aspect that people know us for, you know, Mm -hmm. and just good content. Like, I also just want you to be served when you come in, like have, like, it's like at a party, you don't want to sit around and do nothing. That's a boring party, right? Like I want you to come in and get value. You know, we have so much great content in there. Um, I want you to come away with something new that maybe you didn't know before. Maybe it's just a a takeaway, like something that shifted your thought or your belief about yourself. Like, I want you to feel better about yourself. I want you to feel like you have more courage and confidence leaving our group. I think Mm -hmm. that the online world has gotten very toxic and I want to be like that shining star, shining light, whatever. Mm -hmm not to sound cliche, but I will, um, shining star in a very dark world at times, you know, a world that, you know, a lot of people are afraid to show up in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or at least authentically show up. Yeah. They're afraid to like show who they really are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you said a couple things and I want to go into a couple things more. Um, when you were first starting, okay, maybe like a year in. So not like very beginning, but maybe before you had assistance, before you had a team, yep. what would you say aside from mindset was your biggest like roadblock? What was the hardest thing for you? For me, a year in was not having that audience built. Um, I felt like I was chasing clients, mm. you know, like I didn't have the connections I didn't Mm -hmm. have the relationships. I was relying primarily on referrals, which not a bad thing. I think most people go through that period in in business early on, but I just feel like the consistency wasn't there. Mm. It'd be like six months at a time before I'd land another client. It just Mm -hmm. felt, it felt hard, you know? And there was one point actually a year and a half in right before I hired my first coach where I was literally undercharging to the point where I had 12 different clients and I was barely making like, thousand dollars a month, $2,000 a month, maybe on a good month. Ooh, I'll let you do the math on that one. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm good. Not, I'm not fast. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but it doesn't sound good. You're like, it doesn't sound good. I was afraid. <laughs> like I was afraid, you know, I felt like I had to take on anybody who came to me with any different projects. So I was also doing so many different things that it was hard to feel, you know, confident in my area of expertise when you're doing all the things. I would say that was probably the most challenging was just direction. Like I knew, I always knew I could be successful. Like I did, you know, I of course had my own doubts and lack of confidence at certain points, but mm-hmm. deep down, like I never would have done any of this if I had thought like I would, I didn't have a shot at being successful. Uh, you know, I believed in myself. I believed that success was inevitable, but I was like, man, I'm missing something like this just doesn't you know, makes sense. I want to get here, but I'm stuck here at this revenue level. I'm not serving clients. I love like Those are just some of the things that I think came as a result of, you know, that first year where you're trying a lot of different things and serving a lot of different people and different offers and like different offer. I didn't even have like a clear offer. I did whatever I was just, I was doing a lot of things. (laughs) I look back and I'm like, what were you thinking? There were like 12 different options to work with me. Oh, that's but I wasn't a coach yet. I I had, I did all full service. So I did it. I did the work for my clients too. And when I think back to like those early days, I'm like, you were so like, you did not have confidence. Like when mm. you showed up and like you interacted with clients, I'm like, oh, I could not imagine that now, you know? Mm-hmm. So I also just want to add like wherever you are in business right now, if you're feeling like I should be further along, I want you to look back to when you first started your business. And I think that you'll realize that you already are very far along, you know? Yes. 
Yeah. I think back to even just a year ago, not even to the yeah. beginning. And uh, it's right. Like, it could mm. be even a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I go back to the beginning and I'm like, please don't. Nobody else go back to the beginning. Don't go that far back. It's really <laughs> rough. No, thanks. <laughs> There's, I think it's like episode, I don't even know what number. It's like in the very beginning and probably in my launch lineup, like the first seven episodes, one of my episodes cut off in the very, like a 13 minute mark and none of it. I'm like, I didn't even know for like six months. Finally, somebody told me, I'm like, so you mean to tell me that I've got like 400 plus downloads on this episode and not a single person told me it cut off halfway through like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed, but it's uh, still there. You could go find it if you want, but yeah, I don't imperfect, I don't. imperfect action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I love that you said that, like, I wasn't always this confident. I always, you know, I started, that's a word for somebody you're starting and you're taking whatever you can get and, and you're by doing that, you're holding yourself back by you're having settling. 12 clients. Yeah. yeah. You're hold because now your time's sucked up by that and not in what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You're settling is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So when you said we're going to go a, a few minutes back to toxic, you said a lot of the um, online space is toxic right now. So I want to dive into a little bit more about what you meant about that. Well, I think women love to pile on women. (laughs) I think a lot of people are afraid to say anything because someone might disagree with them. It's like I had, so for example, I had a client, um, who I guess she was in like a mom group because she targets, you know, moms, um, not mom business owners necessarily, but just moms. And, uh, one of the moms like kept commenting on her posts, like that's bad advice or like had something to say about like her, what she, what she wrote. And she was like crushed over it. Mm. And I was like, I remember feeling that way when you got the haters, you know, the people yeah. who like didn't like what you had to say or didn't appreciate it. And I think that as women, I do think we pile on each other a lot. Like it's very easy to start criticizing one another. And um, I don't always like what I see. And so for me, I think creating a space where people feel like they can speak up within reason. Like there have been times, you know, that I've seen people speak up and say things that are very hurtful. And that's not what I'm talking about here, but someone like everybody should feel free to like speak up and talk about like their area of expertise without being afraid of somebody disagreeing with them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it's very nerve wracking. I mean, I remember doing lives and being like scared. Like what if someone asks me a question I don't know the answer to, or tells me I'm stupid or this live is stupid or doesn't like, you know, I mean, I remember, I I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but I am because I think it's important to be transparent early on when I was growing my group, somebody who was very active in the group, like it was a small group at the time. So like the active people were very, you know, there were only a few. And I remember she was super, super active until like one day she just vanished and left the group. I actually like messaged her and asked her why she left the group. Like I was such a, like a needy, you know, like I can't believe I did that. Like I'm laughing about that now. Cause now I get people unsubscribe and unfollow me all the time and leave the group. But then like pe- other people come in and it is what it is. And I've been able to brush that off. But I remember feeling like something was wrong with me and like feeling defensive about that. And I think that that happens in the online space. And I think that this whole fear of like, cancel culture. And, you know, is, is someone going to say something about me or talk about me behind my back? Like I've had that stuff happen and I can sit here and say, like, you're going to be okay. Like your business will be more than fine. But I do think it's a very real fear. 
And I do think a lot of women like to talk about, we like to talk about each other behind our backs. We like to spread rumors, right? We like to, you know, indulge in piling on somebody if they make a mistake. And I just, I don't subscribe to that stuff. I feel like life's too short to do that, you know, and I'm not referencing any specific, um, you know, situations. I think that there have been many, um, And I just think that like, as women, I don't know, we should be doing more to lift each other up. And I want to create that space where we're doing that Mm -hmm. again. Like if somebody says something that's really hurtful and wrong, and like there, there are certain, you know, times where you can't have that. But I think on the whole, like people just feel really scared to show up and say anything. Oh, and that sucks because then we're not getting their experience. They're not able to share what's going, you know, their perspective, Mm -hmm. their skills, then I, I think we miss out every time that happens. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't think you need to, when you were like, I'm not speaking about any one thing. I think anybody <laughs> I feel like there's so many, like, I can pick a handful. I <laughs> right. know, I'm, I'm like, I don't need, I couldn't even pick one for you. Cause I feel like there's just so many, but you know, I have clients too, who are like, well, I'm, I feel like there were a hundred, you know, 50 to a hundred comments on somebody's post in a Facebook group who asked for advice on something. I can't possibly share mine. Everybody else said something better than me. And I'm like, but they're not you. Right. Right. They're not you. You're the only one that has your perspective, even if it's the same thought as somebody else or the same even perspective. Like you're the only one who's walked your in your shoes and had your journey. And I just feel like I don't know. I I do think that there are some Facebook groups where people belittle each other and like, you know, criticize other people and other business owners and make it so that people feel afraid to speak up. I never want that to be the case in my group. I don't think it ever will be because I would be so on top of that in like two seconds. But Mm -hmm. can we say that that's not happening in the online space? Of course it is. Oh, absolutely. It is. I think that's interesting. It's just, there's so many things that you can see like trend wise and you're like, uh, you know, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hop on that one. No, no, thanks. No, that, yeah. that one's not for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that would be one of them. And I, and I do agree with you where there's, there's times where, you know, I've recorded a, a video or a story or a reel or whatever, or I've created a complete Canva carousel post, you know, ready to put out. And it's like, no, no, just in case that's not right. Or just in case somebody's going to say, no, I wouldn't do it that way. Or, you know, there's, there's always that second guessing or that, you know. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know what that's called. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that comes with growing a community, right? Mm -hmm. There is a, there is a, a quote unquote downside to it, which is you in, you know, you get connected to more people and you are going to have the haters, right? I'm using quotes, but you're going to have the haters. You're going to have people who disagree with you. You're like, I, I have had it all truly because I make myself very visible because my audience has grown because as a business owner, I've, you know, gone through different stages of business. And so I've had all of that. But to me, like that equals growth because the, what's the alternative? The alternative is you don't show up and do anything and you don't grow a community and nobody knows you exist. Mm. So you kind of do have to take like the good with the bad, right? The good is that you were in touch with a bunch of people who are awesome and want to work with you. The the downside is that you are going to face people who disagree with you or who have a different opinion and a different way of expressing it. You can't have the success without the haters. Like it's not, you actually can't, you You actually can't say, why haven't I gotten any haters yet instead? Right. Yep. Haters, people in your audience, client situation. Like I, I literally have experienced so much in the last five years, again, because I've 
you know, been in like serve more people, had more people in my audience. And that's the stuff that I think a lot of people don't talk about. And so when it happens, it's like, well, I'm the only one that it's happening to. No, you're not. They're just not talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that was one of the things that like shocked me. Um, I forget who it was I was talking to and they're like, oh yeah, I definitely struggled with this and this and this. And I was like, what you've struggled with that? Like, mm-hmm. but you're, you're up here. And just that, that vulnerability and that honesty, I'm like, we need more of that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your, now that you're five years in now, what is the favorite thing that you're doing right now? Gosh, the favorite thing that I'm doing right now is probably my dream client accelerator program. It's like been my baby over the last three years. It's gone through different names. It's gone through different, like, you know, a different focus, but, um, it's a program that is devoted to helping women with Facebook groups, like land two to three new clients every single month. We've recently revamped it. And I would say that's probably the most exciting because I get to teach people like, things based on what I've done in my group, right? Like strategies based on what I've done in my group and teach them how to just build an audience of raving fans who want to buy from them. And again, I'm really passionate about that. And so that excites me. I think building my team excites me too. I actually have a team now I have, you know, that should be women who, yeah. Like I remember also, um, last year, my, I have a full-time employee. She was able to purchase a home. And that was really exciting. Like knowing that my business is able to provide. So like Mm. going back to the whole thing about money and like making money and not being ashamed or feeling guilty for it. That's one of the benefits is that you get to bless others. It's like a ripple effect. And so if your community is making you money, look at what's possible, right? Not just in your own life, but the lives of the people around you. So I think I'm really excited about my team, our mission, where we're headed. And I think that the dream client accelerator program definitely embodies a lot of that. Hmm. So if you had somebody starting a Facebook group, what would you say is like your number one tip for, for building it? Talk about what's in the group, not the group itself, like market what's in the group and give people a reason to join. Mm. I see so many people are like, I have a free Facebook group. Nobody cares. There's so many groups, right? Yeah. That's not, yeah. What's in it for them? Why should people mm-hmm. join? What's happening inside of your group? Why should they be in there talking about it? Oh, I love that. I mean, that's just that's, a tip right off the bat to get the right people in. Yep. Cause that's another thing is people are like, I you're to your point, you can grow a group very easily. Just get the numbers in, but mm-hmm. you can't monetize it if you're not getting the right people in. Right. Yeah. Making sure you have the, the clear vision back to, back to your point. Number two, the vision and purpose, you know, exactly. Exactly. So if you were, if you were to say, I have to start this whole thing all over again (laughs) from scratch, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what would be like maybe two or three of the things that you would absolutely never do or do differently? Oh man. Um, if I had to start over from scratch, zero uh, followers, zero followers, I would have the knowledge you have now. Yep. Yep. I would get way clearer on who I wanted to be at my party. (laughs) Your house now. Yeah. I'm clear on that now, but, um, not so clear. Wasn't so clear in the beginning. And it caused a lot of like just changes in direction and, you know, wasn't getting the right people in and all of that. So definitely would do that. Um, what else would I do? What else would I do differently? I think probably in the earlier days of growing my group, um, 
sell more, like be okay talking about my offer more. Like it did take me a little bit of time before I was able to do that. Um, and then I think the third thing you asked me for three, right? I think the third, you don't have to stop it. I mean, I don't have to (laughs) yeah, I could go on for hours now. Um, I think the third big thing I always think in threes, the third big thing would be, um, probably like just keeping the focus on building the relationships. Like there were times where my own like pride or ego got in the way. And I think that's normal, but really Mm -hmm. like keeping the focus on relationships and just having fun. And I think on the whole, I've had fun, like getting my group to where it is now, but there were periods of time where I put a lot of like added stress and pressure and expectations on it that I probably shouldn't have. And so if I had to do it all over again, like I would from the beginning, make it fun and not put so much pressure on like finding the perfect thing to say, or the perfect way to show up. Like I remember in the early days doing lives from my living room at my old house and being so embarrassed because there was like a changing table for my, you know, second son in the corner. And I'm like, people are going to think I'm unprofessional. And I, I analyzed and stressed over that kind of stuff. I would let all that go in a heartbeat because people actually love how honest and transparent I am, you know? So yeah. I think I needed to hear that. I think that's why you're here today because I, that is me. I'm like, okay, I want to have like part of the brand would be like, I want to be in my recording studio. So then like when I'm, we go camping all the time. When I go camping, I don't record any videos because I'm like, this isn't the right scene. It's not the right thing. You know what I'm like? But I have had some times where I'm like, I just need to do this story. I need to do this or whatever it is. And I stopped because I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm not in my studio. So not, not going to do it today. Yeah. No. Yep. It's going to change yeah, to yeah. Change a little bit. Yeah, like totally. Totally. And I mean, I come from a corporate background. So for me, like you were always buttoned up. You never, yep. like, I was afraid to talk about the fact that I'm a mom. Now I'm like, that's how I make the money I make because people want to work with me because I'm a mom and I get it. And I've got three crazy boys and life is nuts half the Bless time, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I just feel like it's so interesting to me. I would have let all that go a lot sooner. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think it held me back quite a bit at the beginning. Yeah. But I think that's also normal. I feel like there's Very normal. that talks yeah. about the, like you talked about toxic with, you know, comments yep. and just the, yep. that, but that's the other part of the toxic is just like having to have that perfect oh, or how, how you, you know, talk to yourself and about yourself. Oh, we're, absolutely. The most, we're actually the worst toward ourselves. Maybe we should start yep. with changing that and everything else would yes. get a little bit better. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have dropped so many good things. I have a page full of notes, uh, you know, in true Amy fashion, I'm a note taker. Oh, expectations, consistency. I love the house party. <laughs> now that song's in my head. You tell I want to throw a party. party. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love house parties, but I'm, I'm the, um, I'm the host that loves the bonfire. So I'm always like, Hey, we're doing an outside house. Mm, that's party. smart. How yeah, can I have that's an smart. outside house party Facebook group? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I don't know. But if anybody <laughs> can, I think you can. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Well, I so appreciate your time before we get off of here. Please, please, please let me know what you got going on right now. 
Yeah. So if you liked this conversation and you want more of this, join me inside of my party, my Facebook group, Market Like a Boss. Um, I also have a podcast by the same name, Market Like a Boss. And I share a lot of, you know, similar stuff to what we're talking about today, but then even more so around, you know, having courage in your business, having confidence, what that looks like, the real like raw deal about building a business. Like I will literally give it to you straight in terms of building a multi six figure business and tell you the stuff that other people probably won't. Mm-hmm. And also give you a little kick in the pants because you know, we, we all, all need, need that. Else. So yeah, if that's what you need, if you're, you know, in that place where maybe you're growing an audience or you're afraid to show up or you're in your own head about it, um, you know, you're not sure what steps to take, like that would be the best place to connect with me. Awesome. I, if you're looking for those, I will, um, on my Instagram, I will have you tagged Amazing. in the podcast notes and all that stuff. So if anybody's looking for Michelle, they will be able to find her and Michelle, thank you so much. This was like way too short. Uh, we might need to have you come on again. I would love that part two. Part two. I love part twos. Uh, so far, I think everybody we've had on is like, yep, yeah, we need to do this again. Part, I mean, there's just so much to cover. Yes. You know? Well, and it's yeah. hard because it's like, you know, you can take any one of your points and zoom it in and go like, yep. we can talk a half hour about each one of those. Yep. Uh, yeah. So awesome. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to The Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at The Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.